Welcome to TicTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. We live in an age of rapid technological advancements, where innovation is driving everything from the way we work to the way we communicate, travel, and even think. With each passing day, new breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. In this podcast, we'll delve into the latest trends and topics in the tech industry, examining how emerging technologies are shaping the future of society. From artificial intelligence and robotics to the Internet of Things and quantum computing, we'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations. Along the way, we'll hear from experts, thought leaders, and innovators in the field as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. And I'm your host, Christian Hammer. It's been an interesting week. Uh, I had been on, we actually did two recordings. I only released the, the first one yesterday. But as far as news goes, there's a couple things that are, are pretty apparent. Uh, one of them is that big tech is really doubling down the space. And that's interesting for a very specific reason, at least to me. Uh, big tech, for the most part, uh, they have a lot of inertia, they have a lot of momentum, they have a lot of reasons why they don't want the next big disruption to come along. And you know, who would it be disrupting? Well, them. And so they don't tend to jump into every hype wave. Uh, I mean, IBM did have a blockchain solution. They did try to do something in cloud. So they, they were trying to be in that, you know, those two uh, major innovation waves that came through. But I, I don't, I didn't see them shift their front of, fundamentally shift their business model, put a lot of real uh, muscle behind it. They seemed like almost like, well, let's play and see what happens. Uh, with Microsoft, they tend to be a pretty fast follow. When they see something gaining some traction in the market, they tend to, you know, adapt to it, overcome it, and bring it to market. Uh, they've got Azure when it comes to cloud. I didn't see them do much in the, necessarily in the blockchain space. I mean, at least they don't stand out as a major player in that, uh, in a, or in a lot of the other Web3 space. But I'm sure they're active. But when it comes to AI, both of those parties got very deep. At least this week, it became apparent that. Both of them were jumping in pretty heavily. And the same thing is true with Google. Google's got a major announcement as part of their IO uh, event, their annual IO conference that's coming up. Uh, everybody's making the assumption that it's something in uh, Google's generative AI plans, like there's something there. So th the fact that the major tech companies that uh, have got all this inertia behind them and all this uh, advantage in the market, that they're really starting to either double down, in the case of IBM, uh, they've got Watson X, which is their new build your AI model on our platform tool, a really amazing thing. It, you know, they were early in AI. They, they had Watson for quite some time. That was an amazing pro product. It was an amazing uh, solution that they came up with, but this is the first time they're really putting a lot behind bringing it to market, making it a marketable product. Uh, Microsoft's in deep. So like when I see this, what I know is the case is it's proven now this is going to be a major disruptor this is an industry changing event and even the big players are recognizing it and making uh wise moves to to jump in so for me this is just a reinforcement of this is a major wave that's coming through this is something 
that uh, you need to be involved with and as fast as possible. You need to understand it and get in before it's too late. And I know I make that sound like the, like the gold rush, don't miss out on the gold fields before you know all the good claims are taken. And in, in some ways, that's a little bit uh, how I do think about it. You don't want to be the last one standing with nothing to dig when uh, all the gold strikes have been made. But I also, I don't ever personally, I love the metaphor that it's probably been overused, but don't be the, the person panning for gold, be the one uh, selling the picks and shovels. And uh, I actually think that's where there's a lot of misses right now. And so IBM's made a really good move. I think that, that anybody else that's building a platform to enable others to really take advantage of what's going on in this, this particular, particular hype cycles, really making the smart moves. So another thing was uh, standards ethics and uh, in particular how that's affected by or how copyright is affected by it. And I'm going to have an individual on the show that uh, I know pretty well. I'm on the board of directors of uh, his company, MobyNet. And uh, he actually was involved in a lawsuit around DRM that went all the way to the Supreme Court about a former company. And he's got some very strong opinions on this. And uh, it's, it's interesting because it's, he, I, I couldn't find fault with what he was saying, but uh, something about it bugged me and I, and I don't know how it gets resolved and it really comes down to the idea of royalties and copyright and so he's somebody I'm going to definitely have on uh, to talk about that subject in depth because it is important uh, and this particular wave of uh, generative AI is going to really push the limits around intellectual property protection copyright etc and uh, enforceability and all that and got some thoughts of mine of my own about how we can solve that but uh, his contention is that we shouldn't be solving it that there is no uh, th there's no reason to be doing it and how it's actually anti-democratic and anti-capitalist to be doing so so should be a good conversation with him but there is a lot more focus on that I know that the executive branch of the US government had conversations with leading AI researchers uh, this last week and, and this subject did come up and so I imagine that's why we're seeing a lot of uh, OpenAI in particular putting out announcements saying what they're willing to do and what they're thinking about doing. And uh, e Europe, the EU coming up with their first set of AI rules. Uh, there's a lot of thought and, and uh, conversation going around about that topic right now. And so it's a very interesting time. If that's something that you're passionate about, make your voice heard. And then there's the, there are so many products that are coming out almost daily. Uh, I, I keep wanting to like just read through all of them, but what I prefer to do is if you have an AI startup, you know something, even if it's an enabling platform, in fact, in that particular case, I'd love to hear from you. But if you've got an AI product, if you're doing things with AI that are unique and distinct, I'd love to have you on, just like we had Vigami uh, Ben Harris on, on the last episode. Uh, it's a good chance to get your opinions heard, voice what you're doing and why it's important and impactful, and tell your story. I, I love hearing the stories from other entrepreneurs and big passion in, around that. And uh, like I said in that episode, every time I meet another one, another entrepreneur, I find that it's just another member of my tribe. We have so much in common and uh, love to hear it. Let's see. I, I wanted to continue to talk more about uh, kind of the frothiness that's happening in the market today too. This 
anytime a major change comes along, people get excited. Uh, and when there's a lot of possibility for making money uh, in that gold rush metaphor from before, if, there, if somebody struck gold, everybody wants to go digging for gold. And that's an exciting time to be involved in it. And one of the conversations I had with Ben yesterday, um, I actually had a follow-up conversation with somebody else, uh, Chris, who will have on this in another day. Uh, he and I were discussing it and he pointed out, and, and it was actually a very optimistic view of it, which I appreciated. My concern is whenever an Apelink technology comes out, people that maybe don't have any skill or story to tell, whatever, they start creating things, whether it was the invention of the the camera which allowed people that had no uh, design skills to go out and just take pictures and uh, initially um, anybody could just go do it if they could afford it uh, but but what it meant was that there was just a diffusion of really manure going out there there was a bunch of horrible stuff being made horrible probably over overblown a little bit but like really bad content being created and then uh, you know whenever there's a new technology that comes out you flood the world with just garbage and I was concerned about that and his point which I really took to heart and I loved it because it really turned that conversation around and gave me a, a different view on it and I always appreciate those learning moments was yes but what that allows to happen is for the cream to rise to the top which uh, when we were talking about manure before and garbage, it was actually better to say the, the green sprouts come up through it and they're found. They become emergent and apparent. And uh, just like with any other distribution, there tends to be that bell curve on the very one end. You've got the, the worst of the worst and there's the messy middle where there's just a ton of stuff going on. And at the very, very top end of the curve, you've got the, the great stuff that gets created and it does get discovered. And, uh, he pointed it over and over again where that occurred and, and it was good to have that perspective on it because I think that's what's going to happen in this space too. We've got this initial, the early adopters and the early developers that were putting out stuff and maybe it wasn't great, but uh, it was amazing in its own right. And as more and more people get involved, just a lot of emergent stuff will occur and some of it, the vast majority of it will be garbage. It'll be uh, useless tools, just to waste people's time, you know, suboptimal, whatever. Uh, but what will occur in that is the the great new things will come out of it. They'll emerge from it. Those green shoots will shoot up. And I loved thinking about it that way because it also helps describe the entrepreneurial journey and what a lot of us experience when, you know, if you're good at building a business, you're good at identifying a market, pulling together the team, uh, building a product and really launching it and, and selling it uh, and you're just good at those skills and, or you're good at building the team that's good at those skills, then your product's still going to rise to the top. You, as long as you've got enough uh, capital, you can build the momentum. And that's always been the, the, the kind of VC thing is uh, execution plus capital equals, you know, excessive profit. And it gave another way of framing that that I actually really appreciated. So I wanted to share that with all of you and just put it out there that like uh, just because it's frothy and there's a lot of opportunity out there and there's lots of money to be made and all these wonderful potential things, know that most of what gets created is going to be terrible. So don't uh, waste your investment dollars or your time. Really think it through and say, is there really a business here? Is there really a a way to get to you know profitability on this? Is this is the team that can execute on it? 
Is there a you know a customer with a pain point that this is solving for? Because if if it doesn't have the good fundamentals, it's still not going to matter. I've I've heard you know on on different VC podcasts talking about the you know in the right conditions in the right market, you almost none of that actually matters because even uh, terrible things will still end up being profitable. Terribly run organizations with no real product can still be exceptionally profitable for them, uh, and. Uh, I, I don't know. I just fundamentally disagree with it. I think that uh, you've got to have the fundamentals. So that's my warning to everybody out there that, that thinks that this is easy. You're just going to jump in and create some widget and uh, make yourself exceptionally rich. Now, let me caveat what I just said there with one statement. You don't need a big team to do it, though. I think that a lot of the, the tools that were that are coming out very fast that are really enabling tools for individuals to make them more efficient whether they're developer tools or you know things related to the business side, maybe sales tools. There's some really good AI assistance in that front. Those make it possible for every individual member of the team to be ten times as productive as they were, you know, six months ago. And it's that that's going to allow you to have a small team to build something. It doesn't mean you still don't have to have the fundamentals right. You still got to have a you know sales marketing. Uh, development plan, you know, the business plan itself that, that makes sense, that has a way to make money. Otherwise, you're just wasting everybody's time. So I'm almost up on my time. I, I did want to say again, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be on the show, the best way to get a hold of me is hammer at techtastic.tech. And I hope to hear you next time. Uh, thank you for listening.